Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, salutations, whoever you are, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Passing Notes podcast, sharing music across generations. I, of course, am Kale, and I am joined by the Hansons, Mark and Jack, and our special guest today, my good friend of many, many long years, Gabe Fink. <laughs> Welcome, Gabe. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the pod, man. And we're starting to pull from the audience. So if any of you other audience members... No, I'm just kidding. Do, uh, do you owe him money, or did he come willing? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have the money that I owe him. <laughs> uh, the album this time around was Gabe's Selection, and he chose an album by a band called Gang of Youths called Go Farther in Lightness. And... Uh, a pretty good lesson from my experience thus far and i'd like to ask gabe now of all the albums you could pick in the entire world and your first debut on the podcast why have you chosen this album to bring to us this week well first of all let me just say thank you for having me so ecstatic to be here big fan Excited probably like have you your third favorite or your third biggest fan after Jaders <laughs> and Jaslyn. I know I don't comment on the videos, but I do listen regularly. Um, okay, so why this album? Well, I wanted something with variety, something that was accessible but had deeper themes behind it. I wanted it to have peaks and valleys and have all this. I wanted it to have movement, you know, not necessarily just be the same repetitive thing. Uh, and so... It was between this or a Nickelback album. <laughs> 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 those are known for their variety. <laughs> no, yeah. Deep lyricism in those. Yes. Uh, so I chose this one because I was introduced to it a couple years back. I think I heard the single, uh, The Heart is a Muscle. Thought That's an interesting concept lyrically. Uh, and then as I dove into the album, you know, I really grabbed onto a lot of the themes that were present there. Uh, the instrumentals I love, too. Just... I think there's a lot there that you can latch on to and get as deep as you want to with each song or let it just be as light as you want it to because it's very accessible, very positive and uplifting as well. So, for sure, for sure. It takes care of all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's it for this episode. Thank you very much. Okay, so you said you were you were you you said it like someone showed you this band. Did someone show it to you or did you just stumble across it? I think I just stumbled across okay. it because the band was in the circles of some of the other bands I listened mm. to, so it just related sort of worked to. out and overlapped. Yeah. 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 Okay. On Spotify, it said one of the related artists was the Kaiser Chiefs, if I'm <laughs> if I'm correct. That so, is crazy. So, really? You maybe, think so? Maybe genre-wise, like alt, like indie rock yeah. kind of, but like sound-wise, I think not even close. I would agree with that. Hmm. Spotify... Uh, Pairs unusual things often, <laughs> I find, uh, for my taste. Yeah. Do you have? Do you know the background on these guys? Can you tell us? A yeah, for sure, a little bit. Um, so I know they're all from Australia. I believe one's American originally, but moved to Australia later on. I think they met in a church camp. So there is some spiritual uh, spirituality behind the band, but they don't necessarily describe them describe themselves as a Christian band. Um, I believe the lead singer actually met his wife or his ex-wife now when he was drunk at a church event and she (laughs) caught him stumbling around. So they say they're not like good poster children for 
you know, the faith per se. Um, but I know the band also struggles, or at least the front man, who's the primary lyricist, struggles a lot with anxiety, depression. Uh, he's written songs about suicide attempts, so it's a lot of heavy stuff packaged in this very upbeat music. The good news is his lyrics are obtuse enough that you can not even know that if you mm-hmm. choose to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. For sure. To not uh, get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Okay, do we have any other questions about Gabe or this album before we uh, give the first track? Yes, of Gabe, what is your favorite color? No, I'm just oh, Gabe? There are a lot of questions about Gabe, but I don't think we can address them here. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, then I guess we'll give Fear and Trembling a little bit of a lesson here and get into it. In a psychic civil war, but I'm a crier and a fighter, not a faker and a All right. Uh, before we get into this uh, track real quick, I guess I have to establish um, loosely, because now that we're in person, order doesn't matter as much. But, Or I guess we don't have to establish an order, and whoever wants to go first can go first. Sure. Okay. Okay, fine. Sure, sure. I happened to glance at my co-conspirators, uh, co-podcasters notes, and actually the first thing that he wrote is something interesting. So, Are you talking to me? Yes. Okay. Actually, I would agree with this. First. Yeah, so Fear and Trembling, first 90 seconds, give me a mix of Bruce Springsteen vibes from the voice that he's got and also reminds me of Hallelujah with the structure of the verses. Uh, it's the first 90 seconds. Uh, but then it explodes after a single drum hit, and boom, the rest of the band's there. Um, after a single drum hit, it, be, it, it becomes so much more alt-rock than it's there. Like, the switch-up is crazy and not what I was expecting at all, especially when you're coming in blind, and it's like, okay, you know, I'm getting kind of Bruce Springsteen, Hallelujah vibes, and then, okay, nope, it's alt-rock. Like, I didn't look into these guys and see what genre they were beforehand. It's like, okay. No, I think I might enjoy this album a bit more than I was going <laughs> to. Uh, but yeah, I, I was digging it right after here. Uh, David's vocals really shine. The whole band is great as well. Um, I love that in the chorus, everything backs off besides the drums, just keeping time. And the uh, rhythm the rhythm guitar sounds great. I think it's cool how it just kind of opens up while the rest of the song is just so instrument heavy. Um yeah, I do enjoy the instruments uh, during um, and after the bridge, uh, but it makes the song drag a little bit um, without a big payoff is sometimes how it might feel because um, the song is like six minutes. Um, so like all those instrument breaks can kind of like drag on the song and then make feel like a little bit of drags and then it just hits the same <coughs> chorus note again. But overall, I do really enjoy this song. I just wish maybe it was four minutes. <laughs> that's that's my kind of guy. Uh, radio friendly. Yeah. It reminds me so much because I couldn't stop. But he, I, are you cheating wow. off me, dog? No, I just couldn't <laughs> help. I couldn't. <laughs> this is just like the ACT. Oh. <laughs> um, I couldn't help but not hear Bruce Springsteen right after that note because it reminds me of the first hit in. Um, not a Bruce Springsteen song, but like a Rolling Stone with the D 
and then just launching into this really big instrumental sound that I was not expecting on my first listen. I would give anything to hear this song for the first time again. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I thought the the nice piano opening and then his vocal, I thought for sure you was you were gonna say this. To me, I got very quickly early Billy Joel vibe on that. Sure. Mm, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, until I realized what the lyric was, and I didn't see Billy Joel saying, there's a moose head hanging <laughs> on the wall of a bar. But, and I didn't expect that with the piano either, really. Yeah. But uh, then I knew, and this is going to be a little different. Um, but yeah, the build, definitely same thing. I'm going, is this Born to Run? The Springsteen <laughs> build up there is definitely reminiscent of that. Um, and that was all appealing. The chorus was great, is great. Um, it didn't come off, come around often enough for me, as these guys well know, as the radio guy, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, bang that chorus. Get that hook in there. Oh, you know? what's the deal? Um, good, good, good. I did uh, the vocalist right away. You know, he, you can tell he's talented and earnest in his, in his, uh, with his lyrics. And it seemed like he was saying a lot, but evidently not to me <laughs> because I think I'm too literal. Okay. And really didn't know what he was trying to say. To sure. Me. Did, did you read the lyrics? I did. Okay. That's looking at the lyrics. He doesn't <laughs> get it. No. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm um, looking forward to hearing what he was trying to say to me sure. that I was missing. Sure. I don't know if I took a lot of notes on that, but I did read a lot. If you go check out like Genius, yeah. sure. I, did, I purposely yeah. did not do that. Yeah, because sure. I don't. If somebody else has to interpret it for me, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is either a shortcoming of mine that yeah. it, it, I want to. I want to eventually, maybe yeah. I can, with more listens, figure it out. I don't want somebody else defining it for yeah. me, though, and I, so I, mm -hmm. I, I avoid genius. Yeah, some of the <clears throat> I don't think I would come up with some of the things that they talk about and what what he's meaning because I think a lot of the songs that he they, he explores his faith and like what it means to him or if he's going to continue following it or what it means to him, mm -hmm. and so like a lot of references are to like Bible verses. I that did. I would, yeah, yeah, I picked would up never, that on that on some songs. Certainly, yeah, would it's never more get, obvious at times yeah. than others. But a lot of references to wine throughout this album too. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I just noticed through my listens. Yeah, for um, sure. There's something that's almost even with the tempo and with kind of the lyrical content. There's something about behind this that feels very redemptiony. Yeah. and mm -hmm. trying to get back on the right path, whatever that path may be. And that's something that I think runs throughout the album and something I'll probably talk more about as we go on. Yeah. But there are a few lyrics that I, that I have like goose chill yeah. moments mm -hmm. at. Well, yeah, we'll get into more as we go along the way. Yeah, I think kind of what you're saying with the redemption thing is almost kind of indicative of the title of the album, right? Yeah. Go Farther in Lightness. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and I think they explore that more in detail for the songs. Gabe, did you have anything to say about this song? <laughs> no, I thought this was a hell of an opening yeah, for an for album. Sure. You know, I, I definitely agree. got the Billy Joel um, kind of energy coming off of it. The Billy, the, or not the Billy, the uh, Bruce Springsteen imagery. I do see that yeah. now because those chimes coming in on mm -hmm. the hits, 100% see that. 
Yeah. yeah. So this was a song I definitely got into later after listening to a couple of their other songs. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever sat down and went through the album until this came up. Um, mm-hmm. So it's maybe hit the shuffle a couple times, but you know, this one definitely stood out to me on this list and for sure, for sure you know, uh, lyrically it's dense. No denying that. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. thick. He my mom is never lacking for words. Yeah. This no, guy. no. Played this track for my mom, and after the first two verses, she goes, "Wow, he's got a lot to say." Huh? <laughs> yeah, he does. And so, yeah, he really does. Um, no room for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. So I do enjoy that dense lyrical content. Mm-hmm. I do agree, though. It can get hard to decipher the meaning. You know, I I was gonna Google the lyrics, so I had the lyrics up in front of me. And up came, uh, it's the same title, Fear and Trembling, is a book by Kierkegaard. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it was like, oh, so now there's this whole philosophical layer yeah. to it, too, as well. And just reading the Wikipedia page on that, it's like, oh, I can see how this would also tie into the song. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't have known it if I hadn't Googled right. and then not put in lyrics after yeah. the title. It's just similar to- with, with the next song. He said there's another mm-hmm. book that he's referencing mm-hmm. as well. But, yeah, I think that... A, a side note yeah. this song actually has more words in it than the book <laughs> <laughs> you fact check that or you just made it out maybe that's just my impression yeah i'll bring this up i think also further along but i think david's just got a lot of messages to spread and that's why his songs are so lyrically dense mm-hmm. and and just stories to tell i think he's a great storyteller and has a lot of great messages to spread it's just for me, especially that sometimes it's hard to get like appreciate them in the method that he's spreading them, whether it's just because I'm not a huge fan of the music or, you know, that or, or maybe I can't connect with it, especially with a lot of the faith stuff that I'll touch on with some of the particular songs. But, but I, I, I could see, you know, it's like a, a, a deep book that is less concise maybe than yeah. others. Mm-hmm. Where more listens, for sure, things will be illuminated that mm-hmm. yeah. you just didn't catch on the first several listens. Yep. I mean, I can yep. see that for sure. You never get Bob Dylan the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, also not even just this album. I think you also have to listen to other stuff of David's discography because there's references to past songs. I think I saw there in one of the songs he mentions Magnolia Tree uh, mm-hmm. in his dad's farm, which is uh, where he attempted a suicide attempt. I did uh, read that. Yeah. Which. I wouldn't know because I'm like, where's the Magnolia song? I'm like, it's not here. I was like, yeah. Oh, different, different album. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Anything else on fear and trembling? Get, 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 so. get, get back to. All right. Uh, let's listen to what can I do with a fire goes out. start powerful just a powerful powerful song musically it just hits you right in the face right away with the dun, dun, dun. um 
at first I thought it was just an extension, and that's what I loved about this album in general. Every song almost melds into the one next to it, and yet, as Gabe pointed out, there's so much variety in it. Mm-hmm. Um, huge shout out to our drummer, uh, Donnie Bor- Borzet. Oh, wow, I'm gonna mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> I do have Borzestowski. 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 Huge shout out to him because he is just big ups going yeah. ham on, mm-hmm. on his mm-hmm. drum kit. Um, and it really drives the fast-paced nature of this uh, yeah. song. And shout out to the guitarist for him, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doing the most. Yeah, he's doing the most. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I say, and I had to call my dad for this, because when I first heard this song, I'm like, the guitar sound is reminding me of another song, and I have the rhythm of it, but I can't think of anything else of the song. And I don't know what it, I can't place what the song is. I call my dad. I'm like, listen to the first five seconds. Take that guitar sound and then put it to this this rhythm. And I was like, and I just couldn't place it in my head. And he's like, that's Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, and it figured out Stone Temple Pilots Interstate Love, Interstate Love song. Okay. And it sounds, it's like the same guitar sound. And I instantly placed that, and I was like, dang. You know what I heard? What'd you hear? I heard Paper Planes by MIA. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. I had a U2 vibe, early U2 vibe. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. The Edge, just, uh, yeah. is what that uh, guitar sound yeah. made me think of. But as we said, the drums are going crazy on this one, with, yeah. along with the guitars. Uh, David's vocals are more a little bit more storytelling and not as grand as the last song, but still really good. Um, and the band is in high gear in this song. I mean, yeah, and they can also show that they can pull it back on those verses too, sure. which is which is cool. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, this is something I do think they do well, and I think you see it more throughout the album. Is they contrast these very upbeat, high tempo songs with the drums going full blaze. They have these really almost soft melodic moments where they definitely tone it down. Uh, and that's where usually the hook or some of the message is conveyed. Yeah, there. Sure. yeah. a lot of this, like the song I wasn't as huge of a fan of because I feel like I'm more vocally driven than band. I mean, I appreciate a good instrumental, but like this one, you know, David's not as, you know, as grand as he was in the last song. So this one doesn't stand out as much to me, but like the band, I can kills it and I can acknowledge that maybe it's just not because usually I'm singing when I listen mm-hmm. to a song like I want to be able to sing to it like that's when I best enjoy music um, but yeah but I, I still really enjoy the song in the band Again, like I said kills it yeah I thought the lyrics this time were <laughs> kind of religious soul searching sure yeah. the vibe I was getting and I felt bad for him to spend all that emotion on it uh, and I'm like, dude, a superhuman being ain't coming to fix things. <laughs> but you know what? Your music will. Yeah. And I, I don't doubt that his music he owes his life to his music mm-hmm. uh, would be my guess. Yeah. Well, that is one of the subjects of one of the f- other songs is that he felt like he could be doing more with his life and that music wasn't substantial. Mm-hmm. And he was very down in his depression about it. And I'm not going to remember which song that was at this point. But then he was like being depressed out on the street, walking in Brooklyn, and was like, you know what? 
there's no point to the universe, I don't think. So like, I'm just gonna make this my like this is my, you know, mm -hmm. this this is my motivation. Like this is what I'm wanting to do. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, what other things? How many things can you list right. besides music that can reach in and fix your soul? Can change your mm -hmm outlook on the day your life i mean uh, you know but <clears throat> talented people that find things that come easy to them um sometimes don't feel like they're special because it came easy sure. right um, and don't realize how impactful being good at music can be yeah well, i think that he definitely has struggled with a lot to get maybe not musically where he is but just you know with the messages that he talks about especially with the whole faith thing that's the thing that seemingly he struggled with or still struggles with today especially um i mean the song he's like how much stuff do i have to throw away to give myself to god and then there's another song mm -hmm. that's right. written about one of his best friend's uh babies that died um tragically and he, his friend still has great faith and he like you know it's like how do you still have like this much faith like i'm envious of you but also like mm -hmm. also like i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't how can you believe that happened for a reason right. mm -hmm. type of thing right. uh, sometimes those things are tough to uh figure out right. and that ties into something i think that really draws me to this album too is just it's distinctly human it yeah. feels like For there's sure. a conflict within him and it's it's not holier than that whatsoever yeah. but it's got that human element into it that it just i don't know it touched on me and it's like i can understand where he's come from understand a lot of it so mm -hmm. especially as someone who's like never had any for me anyway has never had anything to do with any type of faith mm -hmm. and kind of like i wouldn't say like i'm pretty understanding of most people but like you know not really getting it like why people do it like i don't have a problem with it if it drives you to be a better person but then i feel like you're starting to force it on me or mm. thinking that you're better just because and i'm like okay well screw you guys uh but it definitely uh, you know makes me see it from a, like sometimes their point of view um not necessarily the pushing on me but like just like what they can go through and the strife that they can go through and what they get out of uh, faith as well which i think is a valuable uh point of view to have especially yeah. for sure yeah. can be this is taken. Uh, this is actually surprisingly deep, deeper than we usually it's a get. Deep album, yeah, yeah, for sure. It would have only been deeper if I had chosen the Nickelback <laughs> album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, what one were you leaning towards uh, for the Nickelback album? Got to be Dark Horse, right? No, I was thinking. Nobody uh, likes Dark Horse oh, except me. Dark That's Horse my is one. good. I like it a lot, but it's no, nobody's favorite besides of, me. Uh, what's? The, I can't even think of the name right now. It's the one that uh, someday is on. Oh, what is it? Is that Somebody what's the what's the picture of it? It's like oh the long road. That's what the long is. road. Oh the long, yeah. the car. Okay. Yeah. We've just offset any deepness that we had created. Well, you got to balance it. Back always brings you. Back. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it always, it always pulls you back into reality. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. What are you doing? Atlas drowned. Ooh, another literary reference. Yeah. This is this. When I said love the it. next song, it wasn't it. the second one. It was this one that I was mm. referring to. Okay. All right. Let's listen to it. Let's drown.
That's damned. Drowned. Drowned. <laughs> Good damn I can't. Too. I can't read my handwriting. Uh, I bet. I'll jump off on this one. Uh, hey, yeah. man, because I think this will stimulate additional conversation. <laughs> uh, musically, great beat. I love the sound of this one. I, I dug it immediately. Um, the vocalist phrasing wasn't my favorite. And this will be no surprise to Kale as he, <laughs> he knowingly goes, yeah. Um, because it didn't seem, it, it doesn't go along with the music. He uses some um, stilted, anytime a phrasing is stilted, Hanson goes, oh, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> but it's to be expected because it's an alternative song sure. and you have to fuck up something to be considered <laughs> sure. alternative mm -hmm. sure whether it's the melody the lyrics whatever it is because when you stop doing that you become a sellout because you actually start selling records oh, so okay. that is my alternative soapbox um <laughs> your soapbox is bad <clears throat> i love I, I do love the emotion in his voice um and love his contempt of this most overrated P.O.S. book of all time. Oh, I had never God. heard of this book. You know about this so book? I know. I'd have read, read it. It's the worst. It, don't bother. Such As a, a book waste. lover, there is no book easier to abhor than that piece of garbage. Uh, so but back to the music. Right uh, this one, yeah. this one was uh, my early favorite. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised you didn't dive deeper in that. Yeah. That whole of what is her name? Anya. Ein. Ein. Ein Rand. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is big. This is big lefty energy, and I'm liking it. In fact, this made me think I can take the alternative thought of Atlas Shrugged. I could write just as horribly of a bad book and have the outcome be three times worse by doing the antithesis of what they're ripping in the book. I mean, you could take the alternative. Mm -hmm. And the world would be even worse, <laughs> and sure. the economy and things would be worse. Um, it's just uh, if you haven't read the book, it, this don't, is making no sense. Don't but, waste um, your time. But yeah, agreed. I wouldn't waste your time. People will now just because. Yes. You said it it's so a long pathetic. book, so. Yes. <laughs> it's not. Whatever so you do, don't pay for it, so money doesn't go in these people's hands. If whoever has the rights. Prager, get it at the library. <laughs> get it at the library because you'll feel better sure, about Crowder or Shapiro money. probably gets a penny from it <laughs> yes. too from each sale. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's my piece. That other guy was on Fox. <laughs> However, <laughs> vocally, yeah, there is a phenomenal moment at the very, very end. Um, Let Atlas fall. He goes mm. all the way, and I mm -hmm. was not expecting that at all. Um, and then I thought, this guy has a much bigger range than I mm. had previously thought. Right. Um, and it's only the third track. Wow. Right. Well, was... some something about that though is like right after this track though, he stops using it for yeah, like a long for does. ten songs. <laughs> yes. He stops using it, wow. and it's just like, holy cow, man! I, those first three songs is what I. You know, at first introduced to me too. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is what I'm here for. And then like the next 
10 songs, he's just kind of like storytelling low range and he's got a good amount of range in the lows yes. like to be like diverse in it. So, but it's just like, sometimes it can feel like it's dragging. I mean, we'll get to that, but like, I want more of that, mm-hmm. David, mm-hmm. give me more of that. Be it, more radio. Let's message. Come on. <laughs> radio, where's that hook at? <laughs> yeah, please. That's deep, please. Come on. Yeah. So the range is something I definitely want to touch on because that scream almost sounded Cornell-esque, Chris Cornell. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just the way he ascended to that. And with his range, I think it's almost like three different distinct voices because in his very low range, it almost sounds like he has a lip of tobacco in because <laughs> of the way he like articulates his word. That was a very poor articulation of those words. Uh, the way he speaks, um, uh, but then when you get into his higher range, it's very clean, very pure. And then he can do some of that grittiness too, which is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you're listening to this all the way through, like straight through, you hear one and two, and those are almost two different voices in themselves. Mm -hmm. And then three is like, yeah, okay. That's still more greatness. And then the next 10 songs until you get to track 12, you're like, wait, well, you get accustomed to this low voice kind of like, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar or remember San Furman is what, a sure. lot of what it's reminded me of the deep, the, the male singer for San Furman. Um, is right for me, it was crash test dummies, but I go back farther. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, and then you get to the 12 and he comes back with the vocals and you're like, is this the same guy? Cause like, you're not used to it anymore. Yeah. I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. And I'm like, where's this been? That's a compelling deal yeah. that he has those mm-hmm. different vocal sounds for sure. Sure, for sure. Anyways, Alex Brown. Um, yeah, he steps it up with this with all the emotion and, and, you know, anger at this book, which, you know, I just got what it was about. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> everyone's just fighting exclusively for themselves. That's dumb as, you know, dumb as bricks. Like, how do you think we got to where we are? I mean, just going back to like putting clothes on, like mm-hmm. that's like that's a pack effort, right? Um, but yeah, so obviously Atlas Shrugged is the book. Uh, Ain Rand, cringe as hell, don't buy it. Um, <laughs> uh, I enjoy the subversion of the typical chorus in this song, where it's like chorus is like sure this chorus is like has the repeated like there's repeated phrases so it's like easier to remember but it's not the big part of the song it actually as soon as the chorus starts it comes slower and then builds up and builds up anticipation for the next verse actually it's not like the verse is building up to the chorus which is usually the big part it's actually like almost the opposite Mm -hmm. which i really enjoyed um yeah i mean it was with the volume the sound and and his emotion builds up in in the chorus which is not what I'm used to, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, yeah, a great song, strong message. Um, I relate to it. Um, I'm left all the way, babe. Let's go, David. All right. Keep me in the open. Tell me how I can do this thing. Tell me how I can help this thing go easily. Because I'm trying, honeybee. Tell me how I can beat this thing Tell me how I can make this beast die easily God damn it, honeybee Keep me in the open. Anybody feel strongly about this one? 
I was going to say, I can kick us off, because I go do ahead. know a little bit of background. Uh, here we go. Jack awesome. has read the genius page and nah, wants ahead. to correct me. Go ahead. Um, I, well, I believe this is also tied into his ex-wife, who mm-hmm. I believe is pictured on the front of the album. Oh. She's the album ah. art. Um, and so the story there is, like I said, they met when he was drunk at some church event. Uh, pretty much a whirlwind marriage. Uh, and then they were still pretty young, so they ended up getting divorced but remained close and remained friends. Uh, And then in the months following that, she was diagnosed with a cancer and then passed away. And so he was dealing with all of this as well as dealing with his own uh, personal inside issues. Uh, And so to me, this song reads sort of him trying to communicate to his Mm -hmm. ex-wife how he feels and some of the emotions are raging inside him. Um, But like I said, Jack, if you know more about this one, Go for it. Um, I mean, some of the interpretations and in some, I think David had some commentary about this song where it was like, uh, this was more of like, and I don't say that you're not mm-hmm. wrong. Maybe he just didn't explicitly mm-hmm. say this, but it was more, he was talking about like a relationship ending, realizing one person deserved more and the other person wasn't giving it. Not saying that the person who wasn't giving it mm-hmm. was bad or wrong. And then the other person was better or not, just realizing that it wasn't, you know, going to work out, and people not, you know, getting that. Um, uh, but he said, yeah, it was kind of a whole. He then ended the point by saying, yeah, so it's kind of like a nothing of a thing because it's like this person didn't deserve it, but need, but needs more. This person wasn't giving more, but isn't necessarily wrong. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of nothing. But that's kind of what he said, and. That's two different ways to look at it, and maybe and maybe yeah. there's a connection to draw there as well. But maybe I don't know David personally, so as much as as many details as he does give us, I don't know him personally. Well, I liked how this um, softer, more introspective tune mm-hmm. comes on the heels of the in-your-face attitude <laughs> sure. uh, song. I don't know. That really worked for me. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I really liked that juxtaposition. I didn't, and maybe it's because the emotion the song previous brought out in me, I didn't have enough to go again, so I needed to back off. Sure, sure. And so I just liked uh, how they stacked this after that one, Um, and I thought this song had a lot going for it. Uh, The mellow feel, but it never drags. Um, Real nice vocal performance, I thought. And lyrically, it was interesting. And of course, I have to say, I would have loved to have heard a stronger chorus that really would have made this whole song fly. It was good, but I thought, man, if the chorus was stronger, this thing would have been definitely my fave to this point. But as it was, uh, very good. My early note was this song is too long, but now that I'm kind of thinking, <laughs> it's true. I thought I didn't really get the uh, the synth transition into this song. I didn't really think it was that necessary. But considering now that it has to run up against those higher level songs, and maybe if I'm thinking about this in terms of somebody who's sobering up, yeah. Musically, we have to sober up as well. So I like that. I'm kind of now in that camp of thinking and thinking that actually I don't really have a problem with the length um, and taking some musical time to kind of demonstrate 
this kind of fix, this mental sobering up. Um, and there's a nice build throughout this song it, it, that constantly rises, and I like I like that. Yeah, um, so I think you've all touched on it. I definitely do also enjoy that smooth transition because it comes, you've had these three very upbeat, high-tempo performances, and I always forget where this song starts because I think, oh, Atlas Shrugs has a couple of seconds of the synth in it, but it doesn't. (laughs) And so it's this very smooth and natural progression, and I love some of the imagery he uses in this, like... uh, but in my blood, some electric holy yearning carries an impulse to get shit-faced on you. It's such a juxtaposition between these very poetic ideas and this just very plain, almost crass way of saying something, but it still feels meaningful. Yeah, I think a lot of these songs will definitely grow on me, especially this this section uh, of songs will definitely grow on me with more listens. Um, but I, I think a lot of them can kind of tend to like there's not maybe a lot grabbing me and then also that some of them are really long and there's not like a big like build to like anything like crazy um so i what i've kind of associated them to right now and like my current number of listens is again i keep referencing san Furman because it's a lot of what i like in san Furman is that the the story that San Furman is also a lot of storytelling, except they're maybe more obtuse in their storytelling rather than David is. Um, but then the music also like reflects that in like a way and like builds to something. And I think that these song these songs from David almost all similarly like feel similar in a way, like in the way that he like his storytelling is kind of like his storytelling singing vocals is kind of like roughly the same. There's not like a lot of variation there. The build isn't get somewhere crazy or anything like that and 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 in the runtime as well i think just it's just like okay like maybe i kind of get it or it's like it's not grabbing me like i'm kind of like i'm ready for the next you know what can i do if you know if the fire goes out Mm -hmm. uh is what i'm kind of waiting for but you know hearing the stories and and listening to it again like you can kind of there there is a build there that if you aren't if you're if you are acting just kind of like i'm kind of over it like i'm kind of done with this then it's easy to just kind of dismiss it but there is you know something there especially when the keys come in like halfway through there's that build there which is actually pretty cool so it's just something that you have to i think maybe be in the mindset for as well and then also the run times with me as well not being able to listen to music as frequently as i used to be able to with my you know warehouse job and not being able to be active in my brain doing the job that i was doing uh can just have music on all the time and pay attention to that where now it's like i have to set aside time if i want to listen to music or beat or be driving um where it's like i have a very limited music time now where it's like okay this is a six minute song that's like that's I'm two not, other songs i can't sing this uh like he his melody is all weird he's doing the stilted structure of the verses so it's just you know maybe i'm in the wrong spot for it for this this section of the songs uh, right now just as preface but yeah anyways anything else about keep me in the open all right time for our first interlude l'imaginaire
what, what we're now we listened to it. Me and Gabe, we've got strong instantly, feelings. instantly knew what it was, and I instantly knew when my first listen and was yeah. reinforced so. later. This is a a, a comp- composition by David. He likes to compose strings and arrange them. Uh, of the guitar solo from Sweet Child of Mine, and Kale and Mark did not hear it. I don't even think it's the guitar solo because I think it's in the verse, right? But I would, I remember I'd study and I'd put on the Vitamin String Quartet version <laughs> of this song, and that's why it sticks out to me so much. Yeah. I was like, I've definitely heard this many times. Yeah, this was a uh, like a, an ode to his, his dad, uh, this arrangement was. Uh, he put on the album arrangement of the Sweet Child of Mine, Sweet Child of Mine, as I, an interlude. <laughs> I I hadn't given a, th- a thought to listen to Gun- Guns N' Roses string versions. So <laughs> I hadn't either. I just, I just heard it. Just so. it's, it's, Have you heard of Jazz Sabbath? <laughs> <laughs> no, incredible. And I don't want to. I'm pretty sure. Gonna go listen to that. Oh, jazz Sabbath. Wow. And, you know, I, I will say what was weird, and who knows what your subconscious mm-hmm. can do, but I usually have little room for something that would sound like this. Yeah. And this caught me in the right mood or something. Because it's a rock song. I heard it. <laughs> I liked it. And I'm like, why is that? And I didn't know why. I just thought it was compelling for orchestration that usually doesn't a lot of times doesn't do anything for me and who knows maybe that little bit you know was <laughs> reminding me up here somewhere that this rocks <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i don't know if we'll have much else to say about it it goes perfectly into the next like yeah like, yeah the transition is like, great yeah perfectly. i think it serves as a great interlude yeah. for sure it's not for me, at least memorable, True. other than sounding like Guns yeah, N' Roses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I'm never going to not unhear that. Exactly. Because that's what it is. <laughs> I think it serves its function and introduces a motif of sorts. Yeah. Ah, good word. A motif. <laughs> okay. Into this. Don't. Do not let your spirit wane. Do not let your spirit wane. This dream comes like twice in a week It's been so for years and years on repeat And since then I've not had a full night of sleep As it plays out the same way I live with this girl and her kid I'm as happy as a pig rolling shit It's postcard, I'm settled, a pirate no more A gypsy most with no more uh, it's I, too long. No, again, <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I mean, it's again, like I, I'm in my notes. I just mentioned San Furman thing. Like this is a big story. I mean, it's a big story about a dream that he, a recur- reoccurring dream he has of him drunk in a basement and his wife and kid die. Is is the song? And my issue is, is that I don't feel like the music, like, builds upon that story. I mean, when the kid and the mom die the music doesn't change at all. Like, it's still just going softly. I'm like, hello? hello? Like, that was the whole thing. Like, you wait, you just woke up to your dead wife and kid, or you just woke up because you just saw them. Like, that's the moment you wake up, and it, we're still chilling? Like, I what's... To, I have to disagree with I, I went back and listened, and nothing <laughs> happens as that happens until the next, like, verse. That's when it starts to change. Like, I wasn't... 
I wasn't digging it. I mean, I don't know. And also, it's long. It's seven and a half minutes. <laughs> there are and, a lot of these and, are long. And if you count the last song that transitions into it, it's nine minutes long. Okay? Which is, I think is part of the point. So I would argue nine minutes long. Music doesn't build upon the story. I don't feel like. I mean, I, I, I guess I kind of like. I don't know if it's David in the background or if it's another person singing the background vocals. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. The dreamy kind of thing is, sure. is a little cool. But like other than that, I don't feel like the music is doing that much for me. I mean, when it's still going, when you drove to Jimmy or Jersey Mike's and back, yeah. And, yeah. and now you got to eat and stop. The, you know, it's too long. Yeah, for sure. Except I don't drive to Jer- Jimmy no, to Jersey Mike's and have it delivered. He's living large over there in Hiawatha. Uh, I should, I should get it though. Uh, yeah. Anyone? I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. I, yeah, that's fine. I find that the music picks up exactly where it should because I don't think the climax of the song is the the um, the wife and the kid dying. It is the realization that he is still stuck in this perpetual motion and this continued state throughout. And then when the lyric is "Get the fuck out of your head," and the song builds from there, uh, that to me is is the piece of resistance i just i this is not my choice for the vault however it might be my favorite song on the album because this is the one that i listen to over and over and over and i don't know if it's musically i just think it's it is just pristine i just i love the melody i love the verses um and it's it's in that it's it's almost it's hypnotic and at the same time, it's extremely clear lyrically. Hmm. And the combination of those two things when it comes together, and at the very end during that bridge, when it just crescendos to the utmost, sure. it's the biggest nine-minute payoff ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, in the last 90 seconds, I would, but it's good. I think, but uh, there's... And it's so worth it, I feel. Six minutes before that. Every single time, I think it's worth it. And I can't say anything more because i'll ruin just how good i think this song really is okay. sorry jack that's fine that's fine we're, we're meant to disagree that's the point of the podcast hey that's what it's for wouldn't be any fun if we were just it's like true. yeah this is this good. is a good song oh, this, you guys think? Oh, this is also that. good another banger yeah. <laughs> banger alert <laughs> where's bart rip rip bart yeah, you got more on this, Gabe? Yeah, uh, this one was a sleeper for me, definitely. Hey, brother, right here. <laughs> well, no, not in the same way that <laughs> No, Jack's no, thinking. we agree. We're the okay, same. This We're the same. And, uh, <laughs> now I agree with him. No, this was one I definitely knew the chorus, and I'd sing along to the chorus. And then I was like, I wonder what he's mumbling about during the verses. <laughs> I looked it up. I was like, this is very dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it does go on a while. It is very dreamy. I think those things lend themselves well to this song, especially because it's about a recurring dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to highlight one of my favorite lines probably out of the full album. Let's go ahead. Happy as a pig rolled in shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was a point this week I had a good morning. <laughs> things were going great, and I thought to myself, I'm happy as a pig it's rolled in shit right yeah, now. Yeah. I know what that feels like. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's probably not my favorite track but I think it serves its purpose and I think it does flow well in the scope of the track and adds a nice variety. Sure. Yeah, I 
uh, even though it's long, I really enjoy it just because of the final the final message, and that I, I, I like this one a lot because I understand all the lyrics because they're literal, and <laughs> even though they go in dark places, you know the message is he warns himself as much as us uh, to push those bad thoughts away and um, do not let this thing you got go to waste. Mm -hmm. Do not let your spirit wane. A good message um, and a good reminder for us all. That And that's why I could get over the nine minutes and, and yeah. just uh, let that overwhelming message yeah. uh, uh, I think we're breaking Mark's mold here. Big radio guys oh, wow. liking the seven and a half minutes. I think it's I think it's just been the more exposure he's had to it, I think. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gotten to enjoy it more, which I think is good. That is one of the awesome uh, results of doing the podcast yeah. and being exposed to different things. That's that, our tagline, baby. That, yeah. <laughs> Share music across generations. Yeah. Oh, I thought exposure was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, passing exposure. notes. Exposure. Expose yourself. To something different. <laughs> <laughs> new music. <laughs> Expose yourself. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. To new music. There you go. Cool. All right. Go farther in lightness. Why I wrote in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> All the strangest things keep happening all by my father. Oh, Magnolia Tree. How nice. It really is. It's the only interlude with lyrics. I was say, the only one we listened to the full song of as well, because it's short. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Jack's favorite, based on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. I would say the, the next two uh, uh, interludes... I like so much. I added it, even though they're not technically. I added them to my classical bangers playlist there we go. because they're string arrangements. That's good. They are. He's. He will be if he stops doing rock. He will be a good composer. He will be a quality composer. Yeah. I might like start listening to compositions. <laughs> <laughs> start with Mozart. Well, no, <laughs> like, like no, I, 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 you know, I know some of that, but like Billy Joel's a composer now. I mm -hmm. now listen to one of his compositions, mm -hmm. not one. This guy, I think about it. Yeah, I just say simple and effective little autobiographical piece. Those Dug are the, those are the yeah. two words that I wrote. Simple, That's simple, effective, mm -hmm. makes the point. Yeah. yeah, he sounds great. Yeah, definitely. Oh, he's great. And it's hard to sound great on simple songs like that. Mm -hmm. That's I so respect that when they do that, and it's like good. Yeah, it's hard to do. The little effect on his voice, I think, is also effective, especially with the background crowd music, mm -hmm. with cra crowd background. Mm -hmm. It kind of sounds like maybe he's like on a street and yeah. busking as <laughs> the <laughs> the United Kingdom's people would say, the British people in, in New York City. Is that what they call it there? Jesus, I thought it was, I thought it was a European it thing. It no, may be originated, but I don't know. I don't know where the word I've, originated. I've never heard it in American. I've only like I've heard seen. It called busking in America. Really? Well, because <laughs> some, some late night shows have have videos on YouTube where they take 
oh, Alanis Morissette sure. or somebody and then put a wig on them and, and then busking. they start playing and busking yeah. at yeah. the you know subway or whatever and uh, yeah it just sounds like you know they have their own amp on the street or there's like or just like an intercom you know who's playing you know yeah. kind of thing which I think is effective and, and good kind of sets the mood uh, for the shift here into mm-hmm. Achilles come down mm-hmm. I'm sorry go ahead Sure, Gabe. No, what did you guys say? No, I was just no, gonna say, I, just... I, I want to do the song first and then I want to say. Oh, oh okay. okay. You guys itching to get to Achilles. It. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> simple little ditty. Let's go. Achilles, 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 come down, won't you get up off, get up off the roof? You're scaring us and all of us. Some of us love you, Achilles. It's not much, but there's proof. Achilles Come Down, their biggest song. I I am shocked that that is their biggest song. Right. Hit number two on Triple J's Top 100. I think I can shed some light on that. Thank you. I think it went viral on TikTok. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm in pretty 2017? sure that's... Oh, well, TikTok I think in 2019 or 2020 it did. Because my Ooh. sister definitely showed me the song on TikTok, and she was like, have you heard of this group? And I was like... You bandwagon or get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a true alt rock for you. Yeah, yeah. Bitter when it becomes popular. <laughs> <laughs> people, people in the genius annotations were like, yeah, like they were just like saying stuff like they were just like, yeah, this is the story of Achilles, and they're just like saying, oh, this you know, referring to soldier because Achilles is a soldier is like. Do you know the rest of David's songs? No shot. It's just he's reading the <laughs> Iliad on for a song. Yeah, that's not. He's relating it to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like, and people were pointing that out as well. We're like, I am very curious yeah. to know what images everybody else got because I got something very, very distinct from this song. Like, let's ex- have it. Extremely distinct. This to me, this is. I took it literally. Yeah. And I saw a guy being talked to by a guy in the building mm-hmm. next to the window on the ledge and from down below mm-hmm. from with this loudspeaker over yeah. and the news report mm-hmm. which was the interlude uh, at the same time that's that's the image that I got mm-hmm. yeah i think when when i first listened to it it was before i had like any context of like what it was about it was like it was like Achilles was just this guy who thought very highly of himself. Um, and people were just like, you know, you got to come down from like your high horse kind of thing, like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is definitely not David's style, which is not like he is Achilles in the fact that he's holding himself to like, even like he's holding himself higher, even despite his weaknesses, I think is what I, what I think it truly is about, you know, cause Achilles does have mm-hmm. a big weakness, right? Like he's, immortal besides from his big weakness so i think that's kind of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um so you know that's that that was the true meeting that i thought i think there's something in the imagery too of this this juggernaut you know i took it as he's on a roof Mm -hmm. sort of the devil and the angel on his shoulder Mm -hmm. sort of scenario but it's like in the mythology you know he just has the one weakness Mm -hmm. so in my head it was like oh well what damage is it going to do him if he jumps? Mm-hmm. People won't care. They know about that. Yeah. So it's almost that. Because I think there's a line in there, too, where it's like you crave the attention, but you uh, 
hate the applause or something like that yeah, yeah. where it does put it in relation to a crowd or all eyes on him if he's going to jump if he's going to do whatever so i think there is something there you know uh you know not being too big to fail or mm-hmm. gonna burn up in some way yeah for sure oddly i thought of this as a rock opera <laughs> and yet a little bit of rockeria yeah but <laughs> but i didn't get a lot of imagery hmm. yeah, okay but musically uh, i thought of it as kind of a rock opera um it has a great melody and then the strings uh keep things kind of relentlessly moving ahead and you know i'm like i say i'm not usually a huge fan of strings and i like this almost right away and really his vocal phrasing is very hypnotic but um approachable at the same time Mm -hmm. which isn't always the case Uh, you know sometimes it just is numbing um Mm -hmm. but uh, I th- I thought it was excellent and tells this fascinating story of a mind wrestling with itself. Yes. Um, so I was surprised that I enjoyed it just from the outside looking in mm-hmm. for what I usually like. For sure. Another great happy accident of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting you mentioned opera. I forgot to mention this when we were talking about the tribute to his dad with sweet child of mine but his dad was actually a professionally trained opera singer oh okay. um, hmm. that introduced him to a lot of the that puccini to yeah yeah, yeah. i love the way yeah. puccini lays down a tune <laughs> yeah. 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 verity's always creeping from the room yeah. <laughs> yeah but this song instantly you know i think i had lost a little bit and looking back at it i, I think actually I, I had this whole section kind of written off as the san Furman thing but that's i think it's because it gets back there a little bit more in the next few ones and then it's easy to just kind of forget about Achilles and go farther in lightness which are I think stark differences from the other ones um, and do cause some differences but this one instantly regressed my attention uh, obviously with the strings sucker for that and David's vocals are great and, so and also I'm a sucker for Greek mythology references, right? Mm. Like growing up, Percy, Percy Jackson, oh, Rick Riordan, uh, anything go. mythology, uh, Rick Riordan related, you know I'm in. You betcha. Um, let's go. Yeah. So, I also really enjoy. I don't know if you guys caught onto this as well, but in the choruses, I think that the strings and David started a line, kind of deep and evil sounding, and then at the end of that same line, it would rise up. Mm-hmm. So, like the example was how the most dangerous thing is to love. Like it would start like how, like he would start like deep and then, and then mm-hmm. to love, it would be a light, he'd be like, love mm-hmm. kind of thing. And the strings would sound like they would start like, mm-hmm. and then, cool kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed that kind of thing. But today yeah. of all days, yeah. oh, he just kills it. He, he can croon at the same, yeah. he's, he's on the border of crooning. You know what? He kind of sounds like a bard now that I'm placing it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, which I think plays into the mythology a little bit Absolutely. as well. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a lot of nuances in the production on this one, especially yeah. in when you've got the two narrators we can call them, the one who's encouraging Achilles to jump and the one who's telling him not to do it. It's so easy to have those get very muddied, mm-hmm. especially when they start to overlap like they do on this uh, track. But you know when they have the uh, section where I think they're speaking the same words and then there's one difference where one says jump and one says uh climb down or something 
Mm. I think that works so well in this track, and it's mm. not. If that was wrong, I think the track would definitely be hindered in a way, it'd be <laughs> irredeemable. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it just helps that his voice is so yep. soothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if that wasn't pulled off correctly, it would sound super muddy and just like there's so much going on, too many like voices. It'd be, it'd be like a movie where someone's just hearing a bunch of voices in their head and you can't really decipher what they're saying. Or right? they'd be on a handy cam and they're just shaking. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I can't even enjoy because yeah. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Uh, but yeah, this was a this was a welcome reprieve for me. Anyways, Good. I know that you guys didn't share my opinions, but for me, welcome reprieve. Do we know what the French text is, Jack? I think you alluded to this, but I, uh, I can it. pull it up really quick. So I'm curious if there's a deeper layer there that I, I, have I think found. it's a reading of like a poem or some text. It can at least come down. It it's a sample. Um, it's a sample of a 1942 essay. The snippet ties into the Iliad, more specifically, mm. Achilles' of death. It does. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Achilles slays Hector, fighting relentlessly before meeting his end, thus dying because he didn't feel life was worth. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think there's, a, there's also a little bit of play with Achilles where it's like, and maybe this is also just Iliad, maybe just discussing the Iliad now, but like, you know, his weakness was the ankle, but I think also a big part of like another, another weakness of his wasn't um, physical. It was actually mm -hmm. uh, emotional uh, in the fact that, you know, his wife died um, mm -hmm. and then he just gets enraged and like goes crazy and gets mad, um, which, you know, can also pertain to David um, and you know, yeah. his life experiences and also doubting and all that stuff so and i think that and, also ties into with the line where it's like see life as a worthy opponent right or it's it's deep worth living right? yeah I mean, mm -hmm. especially i think i think that's also a common theme mm -hmm. is touch touching on a suicide in like a positive light um a suicide attempt mm -hmm. sorry he's not saying about his death because he didn't right. side note um yeah. homer's odyssey and iliad one of the few books that have more words than David's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's list them off. Aragon. <laughs> the Hobbit. Yeah, there's only about a half dozen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything else about Achilles? I think we've covered it. Awesome. Okay. Persevere. Kiss your head we forgot the voice A fraud ahead of me Understanding and applause But I didn't know what to think I like where it took me I know it's our total shift, so I don't know if you guys want to build up. Yeah, I, I, this one really I didn't have much on because I think it really does speak for itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it was hard. It was this one was really hard for me to take notes on because it was so it had everything and it also didn't have a lot to it sure. and I think that was just the perfect balance for what I think they were trying to do yeah. so yeah I made the mistake of listening to the live MTV Unplugged version <laughs> okay. where he explicitly explains what it's about and so I do wish I had that experience of listening to the album version and then because I can imagine like a question for you guys did you get what it was about the first couple lines or did it take till it said uh a gravestone with the name of a baby that is passed to get exactly what it's about 
Because mm-hmm. I, I think it took me to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I could see that moment hitting if I hadn't heard the live version. Um, but this, yeah, no, the imagery in this one, super strong. Um, you know, the line where it's like uh, just holding hands and sun- sobbing with sunglasses on. That conveys so much Whoa. emotion that I think yeah. he could take all the words from one of his other songs and try to say <laughs> yes. what that what that <laughs> sentence says, and he couldn't do it. Right. So I think, you know, it's such a powerful song, you know, uh, screaming to the ceiling, to the windows, to the wall. I'm going to give you my arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that it just feels like there's so much pent-up emotion. Um, also, the line that, like, God is not some vindictive motherfucker. <laughs> That's such a good rhythmic line. And I think he uses the word motherfucker rhythmically really well several times throughout the album. <laughs> And I love it. Yes, I noticed that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the message of the song is great. I think we've all touched that, and I, I can acknowledge that. But like, I think I feel detached from this song, mm-hmm. and for I think two main ways. Uh, the first uh, being again that it's just like not super grabbing to me, like musically wise or like lyrically wise. Like I wouldn't say lyrically wise. Lyrically wise, it's great, but vocally wise, it's just like. He's just kind of throwing in the storytelling, which I think is good for the message, but it's just like not grabbing me like as a song. Um, and the second way is very similar to the way that I can feel when listening to like uh, Kendrick's like really mm-hmm. songs or like, you know, really like powerful songs when like I can enjoy the message and like I can like relate to it a lot. But I also know that like I'm not the intended audience and there's a feeling of, you know, it's like, like I think this message is really good, but like it's not meant for me. Like I don't necessarily know what like like how this is supposed to feel because it's like not something I've experienced, and and there's maybe like a bit of guilt and feeling like left out because like mm-hmm. I I don't have the experience to like fully feel this, but I know that it's but I know internally that it's so good. Like mm-hmm. not even just musically, but message wise. Um, except the difference here is like. I'm not super attracted to music um, and all the stuff about faith and God is like lost on me because I have no faith. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no faith and I have no more and it, and, it does, and it doesn't interest me. Right. Yeah. Like I, I've had no desire yeah. to, to do that. So like, and I don't, nor do I envy it the way that he mm-hmm. feel that he feels towards his best friend that he has so much faith that like he's envious of mm-hmm. like, how, how can you have that much faith even though like this tragic thing just mm-hmm. happened to you? Like, isn't this like your whole thing? Um, so like there's kind of like that kind of thing where it's just like I don't like I can acknowledge that like he's a great storyteller and this is a great story but it's like Mm -hmm. it's not for me and I don't I can't get it no no the some lit The Sambalik, it's an interlude, another arrangement um, by David. It's great. It's been added to my classical bangers um, playlist, even though it's not necessarily classical. I don't think it would be classified as. Maybe it is. I mean, just, what is classical? Is it strings or is it just like the time period? 
it's, yeah. say it's, it's a little bit of both. A little bit of a, yeah. Or like, what do you it's just a style of strings? Yeah, the attitude right, behind yeah. it. Is it is style. it just string stuff now? Just like orchestral and classical is the time period. Probably. I think there's a style okay. piece in there. Yeah, sure. Maybe I don't. You know, let's ask Rick Beato. <laughs> He'd send know. that in. Dear Rick, comment from the podcast channel. I would guess Lindsay Sterling wouldn't be <clears throat> classical. You guys I don't know Lindsay Sterling. She's like a really popular like. She dances. Like, she like, she pop, probably moves like, more than like, Bach and Beethoven yeah, did too. It's, so. it's, 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 it's pop. It's like pop violin like music okay. is yeah. like kind of how you would do it. Right. But she's cool. I'd probably like it. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I really the transitioning was great. Uh, I, it goes into the next song fantastically. So mm-hmm. he's he says it's a guilty pleasure of his to arrange strings, and I say what a guilty pleasure! He's, oh, he's, oh, you, oh, you dirty he's, dog! He fucking you rules scoundrel. at it. <laughs> it's quite yeah, good. He should do it more if he stops pursuing mm-hmm. rock. All right, let me down easy. I have a redaction quickly before we get into Let Me Down Easy. This is actually the number two on Triple J's Hottest 100 of 2017. Makes sense. I think I was confused because the number on Spotify, I think probably as Gabe said, the last one is more popular right now because of TikTok, essentially. But this one was probably the bigger hit at mm-hmm. the time, I would assume. Yeah, I had to be. I could be potentially wrong, though. I don't think so. I believe so. Okay. Wait, you believe I'm wrong? No, I believe oh, okay. you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let me down easy. Instant earworm, huh? You're listening so, to the whole way here. The whole okay. way here, I just went hitting the repeat mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yes. After... Suicide attempts after <laughs> dead babies. Jeez. We finally get some. Suicide and dead babies <laughs> out of here. It's finally they sold out. <laughs> <laughs> did a great song. Finally, something I can move to. <laughs> I, I, I uh, melodic. Yeah. Fun. Um, hopeful. Um, finally, it's yeah. a good song. Just really, 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 really good. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, you can't help but grooving along to this song. No, no way. The Eastern flute, little goofy. But oh, I dig I'll it. it. I dig I it. think it's the best. No, I don't. I'm not a big fan. I'll let it pass as soon as it stops. <laughs> you need a surprise in a song like that. You know, because it's so good right from the start. Now, now yeah. just take me a step higher with something. Weird. I love that. I yeah. love the new, like little weird. They have like a little weird instrument in the background, not in the background of this song, but like in like all the songs, they got something kind of, typically something kind of little little different from what you'd expect going on, and I commend them for that. But the Eastern flute for me was not <laughs> that's it. crossing the line. I, not crossing the line. It just your preferred just, bagpipes. Not, yeah, if they pull that bagpipes. It would have been fine. Ooh. New vocab word from this song. Okay. Solipsism. Solipsism? That's a, Solipsism. Yeah. That was a new vocab word yeah. for me. What does it mean? It's basically the feeling uh, that only the mind exists. Mm-hmm. And nothing else. To, it's it's common for narcissists 
to be. That's why I'd heard the word. To be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got solipsism, baby, and I brought Indeed. lemonade. <laughs> I'm just looking You're at a the solipsist. I'm just looking at the lyrics <laughs> of, of this song, and there's an annotation with a quote from uh, 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 from David on a TV interview asking about his favorite hair metal bands because he mentions White Snake in the bridge. Yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, yeah. Yes. He says, I much prefer the pomposity of Coverdale wailing, and Lord, I pray you give me the strength to carry on <laughs> <laughs> over that terrific organ, uh, which, which, is, which is funny. Uh, anyways, Dad, what do you think about this song? I think the vocal phrasing is so awesome. Uh, and it works with the melody just flawlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are in time, and that's how music should be. <laughs> uh, and then the simple beat just keeps pounding and makes this song a supernova for me, man. This thing is mm-hmm. like, yeah, I would Champagne. play this all day, every day from the radio booth uh, and proudly report it to Radio and Records magazine. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then the cold ending... Is like mic drop. Yep, <laughs> and put it in the vault, boys. Ooh, Ooh. we got our first Stick vault nomination. Stick yeah. it in the vault. Oh. No one else has talked about the vault yet. And Besides, Cal saying this is not, not my the vault. vault. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the I have I fucked up last podcast really bad, <laughs> so I'm still trying to recover from money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just you were in there, but he said I'm thinking this is a vault song, and we're like, yeah, oh, and no one else agreed. <laughs> oh, no. I was shamed. Oh. <laughs> like, like, what are you oh, thinking, no. dude? Uh, all right. Did you talk about the song? Oh, no, I'll you talk a little bit about the song. Uh, so yeah. I definitely think it's the most radio ready. I think, yeah, as you mentioned, that melody, that the cello carrying over, I think the transition, so smooth. But that cello line keeps it moving. Mm-hmm. And lyrically, I don't even think he tones it down lyrically because he still says in one of the lines, or slit the throat of fear and be brave, where it's like, very graphic imagery. I think he says bitch in this song, too. Oh, no, he says, yeah. I was going to talk about this because this is another <laughs> good use of the word. Uh, what is it? And scratch a little itch till you're moving like a motherfucker up oh, in this yeah. bitch. Okay. So yeah. rhythmic, so oh, rhythmically yeah. in the pocket, it's yeah. satisfying. Yes. That's like when the DVD logo lands in the corner. <laughs> all those consonants. <laughs> uh, it was great. That's nice. The musical <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah. And I wish I had a dollar for every word in this song. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's yeah. they just keep coming. Is there a radio edit for this song? Cause it's I you say it's the most is. it's the most radio ready, but it is five minutes. So I'm curious. I think as there to is what a radio edit. Down. Yeah, outstanding song. Mm-hmm. All right, the heart. There will be no years of silence in the shadow of regret. I won't let a soul betray me, though my soul got used to it. I will look at love as more than just an instrument of pain. And will give myself completely to the moving and the strange. A little deceiving at the start. He threw in everything but the kitchen sink in this. (laughs) Well, there's no Eastern flute. Yes, that's that's true. true. That's true. (laughs) David deceives you with his. He starts low locals, but then it picks up pretty good. And we get this is what I was talking about. We get the vocals back 
from song mm-hmm. two, three, one. It's back, oh, baby. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, it picks back up. He he gets he gets up in that range, baby. And that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> that's what I'm all about. Got it. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Okay. This is one of my nominations. Oh, oh. I'm really digging. You know, I'm a sucker for horns and the strings, and they really, yeah. they're they're back there, they and they're it. good. That trumpet, like screeching. Mm. It's all there. It's all there. It's all there. It's all there. Oh, it's yeah, that whispering makes it so a little bit more intense, and I like a little more oh, energetic. It's yeah. It's you guys saying like the last one was radio ready? This one, I would say, is a little bit more aligned towards like. Like AJR type stuff yeah. with like all the horns and stuff, maybe. I believe this was the first single off the album. Yeah. All so. right. All right. Maybe this is what they expected to be the biggest. Yeah. Cause I think I feel like I don't. Know, is it shorter too? No, it's not. <laughs> of course sec- not. It's four seconds long. I take back my Bolt nomination. Yeah, no, I take back. It's too long. Uh, no. I re- it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. It's amazing for me. I, I love the way I spring the horns and the strings. It's it's awesome. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan. I know you guys aren't necessarily as big of fans of that, which is fine, but I'm a sucker. Let's and we find all know out. That. Fellers. Yeah, speak up. Yeah. Sorry, what? All <laughs> right, I'll take it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This one, I think, ah, the imagery on this, you know, tucking the hair behind the ear <laughs> and, like, you're bearing your soul to someone. But then it's it feels explosive, and there's the building on this one compared to the release with those trumpets, the brass section, mm-hmm. just absolutely full sending it. Mm-hmm. It's so satisfying, so and even much. when it, there is that, um, in I want to try again, where yeah. there's that line, he doesn't go up till yeah. the last half of the song, yeah. and so it's it's yeah, it's good. Keeps you waiting. I want to make it. I think it was kind of a punk love song, uh, <laughs> myself. Uh, and there's some great moments in it, uh, including the terrific chorus, and then the strong lyrics of uh, desire to to be in love. Um, but yeah, I, at times I got a punk, a little bit of a punk feel, mm-hmm. and hmm. uh, kind of dug that. Hmm. It just exudes joy. This yeah, is just a joyful. Sure release of a song uh we've grooved for a little while and now it's just a full explosion of sound and i love the uh i think it's the bridge that where that has a lot of the disjointed musical choices where it sounds just ever so slightly off key um that's a it's a good choice i feel it's it's almost overwhelming for the song itself (laughs) yeah yeah for sure all right, our last interlude, Le Real. Real? Yeah, but there's real. Real. does it again yeah great does. composer right there. he sure does i mean can we say anymore dude needs to mm. be he's the mozart of the generation i'll say it that's bold but i'll yeah, say that's, it that is bold yeah that's quite who cool. else is gonna do it 
Madonna. <laughs> I think it's a different generation. <laughs> just that cello and everything that yeah. runs in and out and around it is just like too good. Yeah, mm-hmm. too good. For me, the chord movements under this one were the mo- that what made it most satisfying. It had, you know, the melody was moving, but the chords underneath it had the most depth to them. And I think it definitely introduces a motif that'll come back in the last song that strengthens mm. this song for me. Okay, okay. Very interesting. That was racist. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was a joke. It was a joke. All right. The deepest sighs, the frankest shadows. Uh, the Frankish Shadows. For me, this painted a very vivid picture. For oh. me, okay. This Can't is wait to hear that. Obviously, a great tune. I think in the right mood, it will alter your outlook hmm. and um, motivate you when. Uh, uh, sorry. Oh, when it comes on while you're in like a contemplative mood, it's probably nighttime, and it just like comes on, and then you're like. And then, and then you're running for some reason because you're listening to the song because it motivates you. And then there's the stars just racing past you. And it just motivates you to like this extra kind of level. It's kind of like, uh, like I want to say like snow, the snow patrol chasing cars, I think kind of gives mm-hmm. me like a similar kind of feel mm-hmm. where it's just like it motivates you to like this, like it hits you at that moment. And it's just like, damn, I got to be up and doing something, dude. Mm-hmm. Although it's like 11 p.m. <laughs> and I can't do anything right now. But it's like, damn, I really got to, like, I'm motivated to do something. You know, that's that kind of thing. That's amazing. And, like, you know, that's just kind of, that's, that's the picture I get. Running, The music running. video yeah. Backs, yeah. backs that up. If you've yeah. seen mm-hmm. the music video for this, it's just pretty much a guy running yeah. through nature. It's David running. It's David <laughs> running? That's David oh, running. Oh, okay. So it's David running yeah. through uh, a, a field, a, a I believe. field? Desert? Yeah. yeah. Is he the just Australian saying random things as he does it? Nope, he's just he's, running. No, it's just kind of a long shot of yeah. him running for the whole video, and it's—I I mean, it's—it's it's interesting, but it kind of is reminding me of kind of what you visualized. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I haven't gotten a vision like that, like I used to, in a long time. Mm. That's, that's getting a vision. That's wonderful. It's pretty vivid. You guys ever have stuff like that where? You know, the song comes up late at night, oh, and you're like, yes. damn, I'm feeling this. Yeah. Right. I got to get out jam. and do something. It's got me feeling <laughs> some kind of way. I, I'm doing a lap around the house right now, <laughs> and it's like 11 p.m. Damn. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Nick? I agree. Definitely, it does feel like a call to action without being, like, preachy or even feeling like a call to action, because it definitely, you hear his lamenting about his disconnect. Mm-hmm but he knows there's something more and he needs to dig in deeper. And so it's, there's a lot there. It's just, you know, in the imagery of standing with your heel on its throat, it's like, it's deep. It it feels human. Like I said before, it just feels very, can't think of the word, uh, tangible. That's a powerful vocal moment too. Mm -hmm. When he goes all the way up, 
Um, he's back. He's back. From he's the back, beginning. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as an album comment, that's a really great way to bring something musically full circle like mm-hmm. that. I mean, as if we're looking at, since we're kind of nearing the end of the album, if we're looking at tracks thus far, it's almost the hero's journey that we've gone on musically. Yeah. Um, I, I dig that. I think that's cool. I nice wonder, build through this song too. Yeah, for sure. I want to read this passage from Dave about him commenting about how it came about. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but uh, this is Dave saying, uh, this song came about after I struggled with, writer, with writer's block for a year, barely managing to etch out more than a single verse of something awful the whole time. I was walking across the Brooklyn Bridge one night, questioning my, questioning my place in the world, contemplating giving up music and doing something more substantial. I sort of felt that I wasn't doing anything that actually mattered, but I looked out at the skyline all silver and strange in typical self-indulged frontman fashion. I began to revel in this moment of abandon of self-hate. As a result, I think I stumbled across a kind of life-affirming axiom that in a cosmos potentially absent of meaning in an existence devoid of all of objective value, I have an opportunity to invent my own meaning. We all do. We can ascribe meaning and value to our own lives and in a way attribute great esteem and value to each other as a result. That's definitely David. Yeah. It's definitely wordy. That's he said a, a lot of words. Yeah. That's uh, definitely a mouthful. Yeah. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier when you said like he wasn't he didn't feel like music was substantial, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. had like commented so highly about people like in the music that like you think it is so impactful that he was like, I hate this and it's not doing anything. You know? So maybe that's kind of like where, depending, I don't know like what uh, order that these songs are written, but uh, I would assume if it's a writer block for a year, maybe probably early on. Um, that like where a lot of the meanings I again I'm not familiar with a lot of their other work or any of their other work but maybe this is like you know I'm going to make a per- this is my purpose I'm going to make great meaning from this so it's like all all big stories big messages coming through my music now I don't know it's pretty powerful well I think it's cool that you and maybe you other guys uh, that it moves you like that and his vocal range of emotion is really awesome mm-hmm. on this and musically there's a lot to like but i don't know if i was if he'd finally beat me down that he drowned me with words or what but but i lyrically i just felt like he was saying so much but nothing at all mm-hmm. and it rambled for me finally mm-hmm. because of that uh, but again you know is it i'm too literal i don't know mm-hmm. um but maybe more, maybe more times with it, yeah. I, I will would change my attitude. But uh, but that's why I was happily uh, surprised that that it moved that it moved you so much. Yeah. Another quick note that I forgot to mention for Persevere, the pianist of that song, you know, Dead Baby Dying song that the dad played. The piano for that whole song. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. That's mm. heavy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. No, it would have been better if that was back there. But yeah. All right. Our time is short. Speaking of dead babies. Yes. The album is not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's drink, drink the best wine now. While we're strong and we are proud. The lightning strikes us down 
You a big fan? Yes. Undeniably mm. catchy. It sounded familiar to me right mm. away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, 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 I don't have to listen to this twice, three times, four times. It mm. feels like an old friend right off. I dig it. Great melody. Uh, it's awesome. Simple tune. Yeah. And the message is great. Uh, reminding us to live and to love because time is short. It's a very nice song. Dug it. It's a very pleasant song. Nice on the ears. David sounds great with the acoustic yeah, guitar. Of course. I mean, mm-hmm. it's great. Reflective. Mm-hmm. We've come out of this, you know, joy, joy, joy. Yeah, we're happy again. And now we take a <laughs> step back and we look at it and we go, hmm, our time is short. I'm yeah. bipolar. Yeah. I'm oh, bipolar. So we gotta, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can appreciate those joy moments. Yeah. yeah. Strings. Mm. Did the song need to be over five minutes? <laughs> always comes back to this probably not but it's still good and uh, you know it's fine so yeah. oh, okay. it didn't feel like it was dragging so it was fine very very nice guitar I'm a big fan of the acoustic guitar as you can assume in general um, in general yeah, yeah, yeah great yeah. around bonfires glad, glad it had a guitar that was terrific yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gabe's like yeah um, yeah I think Quarterly, it sounds closer to like go farther in lightness, just using those seventh chords are almost like moving from the major to the minor in the way that he does a very Beatlesque esque chord mm. movement there. That's why I like it so much. It might be, <laughs> and I just yeah the because the Beatles would be half the half the length. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> yep. I think the melody just flows so nicely mm, over the chords. Yeah, it's just, it's relaxing and it's a nice movement to the next song after it. It's like water flowing over mm-hmm. well-worn pebbles. Yes. Just no friction. Ooh, that was deep. <laughs> that was good. It's very, it's very challenging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes to life. The last song. We'll end this trip. No. Oh, never mind. <laughs> gonna stay here forever. good stuff but the first two-thirds of each verse though i think was a little it sounded a little disjointed vocally like lyrically it was just like the music and the vocals weren't matching up like uh, a whole lot the lyrics uh, totally but then it would get to that nice but then at the end of the verse it got really nice and then it would switch to the next verse and it would start again uh, up until that third one and then the outro man that outro yeah. he puts in so much emotion mm-hmm. or was, was that that was from something that beyond from, your guts mm-hmm. That was, yeah. Which I think is only to be expected, right? After the, I keep bringing it up, suicide attempt. But mm-hmm. he's like, he's he's over it now. And I think he's he's like, you gotta. I mean, like, after what I've gotten now, like, you just gotta say yes to life. I mean, everything he's been through. I mean, his dad, his wife, him, you know, his suicide attempt. He's like, yeah, say yes to life, you know. Triumph. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick a finger in their yep. face, dude. Heck yeah. Say what you want with blood and bone. Ooh, that one gave mm-hmm. me goose chills. Mm-hmm. First Did time I, I tell you it. that I spent most of my sister's wedding stoned? stoned. 
Yes. So good. So good. Mm. I love the sentiment. Yeah. The song's a little too avant-garde for me. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, like you mentioned, the, the phrasing and the tune that weren't often on the same page. They weren't even in the same library. Oh, uh, <laughs> shit. Um, and I th I'm sure the song is cathartic to him. It's chaotic to me. Sure. Um, but... You're right. How how can you not appreciate his journey mm -hmm. and this kind of exclamation point on it? Exactly. Yeah. That's the my, mm -hmm. this is the mic drop. I feel. Yeah. 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 I mean, go farther in lightness. Yeah. Right. That's. I mean, it circles back. It does. It does. Back. It's literally. It's yeah. a. It's a full circle, complete yeah. as an album. Whew. That's yeah. a motherfucker of an album. That's, for the ending, it's triumphant. It, to hear that motif come back, can you imagine that live, that swelling coming around? So oh, many, he's screaming. So yes, many the for the stadium. Yeah, just, they're very anthemic. Anthemic, yeah. Mm. Just masses of people screaming out at the end of that. That's, that's just cool. Very cool. All right, that's... What do you think the little interludes, the, the the orchestration is in his in his path? Is it rare moments of calm? What 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 is that? Oh, how like do they in experience like to his life, I guess. Yeah, how do they how do they fit in? I don't know, but he's very good at it. Just because he likes yeah. it, I'm gonna stick a couple of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah. need some more length. That's yeah. What, yeah. yeah, but but when he's writing, I mean. Uh, you know that's part of his writing what he likes mm -hmm. to do so he's doing these songs and then oh here's my here's here's a little piece of some of my favorite i wonder thing to do. i wonder uh, if the, the first one you said was related to his dad mm -hmm. i would it, i would go so far as to interpret them as maybe childhood memories mm -hmm. possibly yeah. yeah or flashbacks maybe <laughs> i like it mm -hmm. i i don't know i'm just yeah i like yeah. it on something up there. yeah, yeah. appreciation of like you know just like the more subtler moments cuz i feel like you know, again, not knowing him, but like I feel like there's so much heightened emotion in mm -hmm. both directions of sadness and great happiness mm -hmm. and appreciation that, you know, for those who don't necessarily have as much of that, that, you know, duller, quiet, quieter moments can feel kind of like not so great, but he can have a greater appreciation for him because he's like, thank God this is not a fucking valley <laughs> that I'm in right now. You know, collectively, this album, if nothing else, to me, I'm just realizing I feel like I know this dude sure. somewhat. Mm -hmm. I mean, I yeah. have an overall kind of understanding of him. Yeah, yeah. of his his life a little bit. And that's mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. You it can is. listen to a lot of albums and have no yeah. no clue, any you know, not have a hint of what the actual human is like. And uh, I think you can definitely pick up some things from this. Yeah, vulnerability is very powerful, I think, in mm -hmm. probably a lot of all mediums of art that I think that it, you know, it just impacts you in a way. And I think that's that's why we get so many emotions uh, in this album, uh, for better or for worse. But I yeah. think they're powerful nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Overall, 
I'll say that David's a great storyteller, great writer, uh, of, you know, of messages. Um, I always enjoy, uh, I don't, I, I will say I don't always enjoy the method in which these messages are necessarily delivered, maybe, but like I can appreciate the messages, most of them, um, for like what they are and that they're good and I can acknowledge that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that I, th- I think my rating right now of this album is a three, but I think no doubt, like with more listens, it will grow to an easy four easily. Um, just getting more used to those slower songs and getting more familiar with uh, the things that I thought would would drag and getting just more familiar with longer songs, uh, crazily enough. But and also, I, I mean, amazing composer as well. So I, you know, this is a, just a hell of a good band yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I don't think I, I don't think we have given them enough credit for. Yeah some of the stuff that they do on this album that just is really, really impressive musicianship. Remember the drums and the guy's forearm? (laughs) Yes, and the guy's forearm. Yeah, Yeah, and the strings, horns, all the talented players are great, uh, and people who composed them, awesome. But all throughout, I mean, I don't think there was ever a time where it's like, hey, I think the band is bad here. I think they're lacking a little bit. Yeah, no. no, It was only, the the biggest complaint was like, it feels disjoint. It was like mostly like vocal stuff, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like it was, it feels disjointed in like the way that it's being said or that, um, you know, it's just, it's not going a whole lot of ways vocally that, you know, might interest me. Um, It's like, the biggest gripes there was nothing like wow I'm not digging this song like at all like the band's bad like or anything like that it, yeah. No. Yeah. it no, always seems like something was different yeah, there's no obvious POS where you go filler right. trash yeah, there, yeah. there was no filler right yeah. there was an Eastern flute right <laughs> that was not Stop trash I'm not saying it was Eastern trash flute. I'm saying that that's indicative to like there's nothing like it's like that's there's nothing that's like oh, this, they've done this before right like mm. it's it's been mm-hmm. like different like they didn't pull out an acoustic guitar except for one song. Like, you know, variety. Yeah. So yeah. much variety. variety. Yeah, they're Peaks talented in so many different aspects. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is the time we pick a vault song and rate. Give the rate. Give the rating yeah. each of us individually. I gave mine. Zero to mm-hmm. five. Well, what each, one, each one has their own rating categories. I do zero to five. Uh, we all do zero to five. Some people do ten. Zero to seven. Yeah, some people. I think Bart did ten, maybe, maybe, or maybe it was all. Maybe we did all fives, but I did. I think we all did five, but I don't want really to do whole numbers. You do whole numbers. I do whole oh, numbers. Yeah. I'll go three point four. Three point four. Nice. Yeah. I think this album is stellar, and I'm going to give it a three seven. Nice. Gabe, what do you think? Oh man, I feel like I'm going easy because I'm giving him a four point two. Sheesh! No, no that's, that's that's all subjective. It's not uncommon for okay. somebody's bringing the album to. Yeah. The I, I would hope yeah. that you didn't bring us a two. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Kale did that with Grinder Man. Yeah, I still resent it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I like Grinder Man. Yes. Or was it Thank Black you. Sabbath? Yeah. Why I yeah. brought him on. <laughs> Maybe it was the Black Sabbath. Did, did we do Black Sabbath? No, I don't think no, we No, not Black Sabbath. Uh, Judas Priest. Judas oh, Priest. Judas Priest. Judas yeah. Priest. Judas Priest scored extremely <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I could have gone so much worse, too. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you for not but yeah, decapitation. Let's, let's do nominations for Vault oh, oh. This is hard. This is very hard. Oh. I'm throwing out Let Me Down Easy right off. Okay. I That's would pretty. not be opposed at all if that was the choice. 
This is difficult. Gabe as the owner. I was going to say, it's going to be a dark horse. Uh I'd say yes to life. I think it's so anthemic, it wraps everything up. Mm. Includes the message. Well, this has to be unanimous. So, concessions (laughs) might have to be made. And, And when we say vault, we're saying one song that... Yeah, I'm familiar with I'm the sorry. podcast. This isn't okay. my first. But for those, oh, but for those, I don't this comment is the on the time. video. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't realize you were one of our twelve falls. Yes. <laughs> he said he's top three. He's an apostle. Top three. <laughs> top three biggest fans. Anyways, for those who don't know, the vault song is essentially if all music was wiped out from the earth and you could choose one song from this album to represent, whether the album or the band as a whole, depending on if we come back to another album of this you know to save for the records uh what would that song be and it can either be kind of maybe it's just a good song as we kind of did with the with the babies last week um or it could be indicative of the band which if we feel that's important uh Mm -hmm. i feel it's important to be let me down easy (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna let you down easy and say that's not my book oh (laughs) that is a good one I gotta look back at my notes. I would contend as much as I love, I love Let Me Down Easy and I would be okay with that one, but I would like to throw out The Heart is a Muscle. I think I would lean more that way. Mm. Ooh. Mm. 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 Well, how are you feeling mm. about all that? I understand yeah. it. That's probably the one I've, I don't want to say regurgitated, but digested multiple times sure. enough to where on this lesson it hit different, but... On every other listen, I have kind of become desensitized to it. Sure. But I wouldn't be okay. mad about it. Okay. Mm. I'd also throw in uh, Atlas Drowned. As mm-hmm. He'd been pretty emotional on that one. Mm-hmm. I thought that really impacted us in a in a way because we were we, we just got we agreed with him. Like this is mm-hmm. stupid and dumb and I hate mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I can see that. Um, God, this is tough. This is really this tough. Is really I think this hard. is one of the toughest ones that we've done. My job is complete done. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Because those first three are all pretty good. I wouldn't say two is up for there, but I would. One, I would also. The first, Fear and Trembling, I would mm. consider. Mm-hmm. You're not helping. <laughs> Have we talked about the instrumentals yet? The <laughs> <laughs> imaginary. Let's just throw do up we our throw hands out Achilles go. Come Down? Because I, I do would, like Achilles Come do, Down a lot. Yeah. Let's just go with Persevere and walk away. <laughs> no, oh. I would. I, I would not go for Persevere. Sorry about it. It does kind of. Here's my three: Atlas Drowned, Achilles Gone Down, and The Heart Is a Muscle. I think those are my three. Heart of a heart is a muscle is the only one of those three that I would even remotely really? compromise wow. with. I wow. think I would agree. It's not Atlas Drowned. Ooh, that's I fine. don't think it's that one. I my three. Okay. Taking in consideration mm-hmm. your votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Still let me down easy. Okay. My hands down fave, but I would also compromise and put heart as a muscle in the list mm-hmm. and say yes to life in the list. Mm. You put say yes to life as your third one? Yeah. Okay. okay. I 
mean, even I if it's I not my favorite, it does it say yeah. who he is, what he's about. Yeah. It definitely is autobiographical. Uh, Hard as a muscle for sure. <laughs> Let me down easy for sure. Okay, that's and I would, I, just for totally shits and giggles, and I know I wouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. I would not hate it at all if Do Not Let Your Spirit Wane was considered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would not hate that. Although I don't think it's going in, but I, I would throw it out. That's a good reminder because I, I dug that. Yeah. So it seems like it's Let Me Down uh-huh. Easy or Heart yeah. as a Muscle. Uh, yeah. I'm fine with either one of those because they are both solid songs. Did you say Let Me Down Easy was the one you had gone through the most? Though? No, Heart is a Muscle. Is a but muscle on this is. last listen through, it did hit, it did hit differently. Mm-hmm. What are you guys thinking? Either or. I guess if we could narrow it down to that too Heart is a Muscle or Let Me Down. Mm-hmm. What's your priority? You know my priority. I don't know that you're priority. Oh, Let Me Down Easy? <laughs> of course. Okay. Yeah. Radio ready. Stick it in the vault. <laughs> if it's under three minutes. My Cold ending, fellas. My, Come on. My leaning is hard as a muscle, but. Okay. Oh, that means I have to split this. <laughs> God. Oh, let's see what I wrote. <laughs> There's just something about the. Dun, 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 dun. I, I can't help it. I, I, I like that one a lot. Let me down easy. Yeah, let me down okay. easy. Let me down easy is going in the vault. Yes. Let's go. Good thing because I, I'd already put it in my. <laughs> <laughs> That's confidence. There you go, there you go baby. Well, it's just it's it was, too good. It's going no it's, matter what. Yeah, it's too good. In my in my, in my vault. It's got you moving like a motherfucker up in this bitch. Yes, it does. It's too good. <laughs> Satisfying. It's too good. Okay, uh, the next. I guess we didn't say last time, but I think. I will also be bringing a guest for the next episode. It won't be next week because we'll be gone. Yeah. Um, but I will be in contact with plenty of time to listen. People, I think it will be between two people. Two mm. people. Two of my friends. It's either Eric Paul's EP we call him, mm. or Jared Flory. Who's that? Oh, Jared. Yeah, Jared. Yeah. Never and, heard his last name. I don't think. And <laughs> hey, I mean, Jared. they will. Both of them will end up <laughs> will end up on the pod at some point. But this next one. Okay. Uh, we'll see. So, as soon as you decide, I'll let you guys know and we'll know the get listening. Yeah, cool. Thank you, Gabe, for Thank joining you for us. Having me. It's been Thank a pleasure. You for having me. Was a tremendous choice. Mm, that was a great Very choice. Good. And you know, at first, it was funny because you know, I, uh, I have to compartmentalize music <laughs> a little bit. I, I, that's a, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. But at first, you know, the first th- time through, I'm going. I don't know what I'd call this. Right. And uh, I struggled a bit. And then, again, our theory of all these multiple listens, you have to do it. Yep. You have to. And then that familiarity and stuff really, you know, several songs were like started standing out and going, wow. And by the end of tonight, one more time, new ones were added Mm. that I'm like, I didn't really hear that before. And this mm-hmm. is, I like it a lot better at this time. So we got a good formula. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. This has been Passing Nuts. Thank you so much for uh, listening. Uh, we'll see you next soon. Time. <laughs> uh, next time. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Good night. We out. Good night. Ooh, peace. Uh,
I already forgot the album. Go farther than Lightnings. 